In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. But if it is by the finger of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Brethren in Christ our Lord, how blessed we are gathered at the altar of God to worship him in this holy sacrifice of the Mass of all time. The Mass whose roots reach back to the apostolic times and which constitutes the greatest treasure of our holy Catholic Church. Behold the third Sunday of Lent, that sacred time given to us for repentance and metanoia, a Greek word which signifies a radical change in our thinking and our deeds. It means a veritable rebirth to a new life, configuring us to Christ. In Lent, the challenge of metanoia must always be before our eyes. Pope Benedict XVI wrote these poignant words, Metanoia signifies a search for a new life, God's life in us. It means freeing ourselves from the illusion of self-sufficiency and accepting the reality of our need for God, for his forgiveness and his friendship. Repentance and conversion imply our humble surrender to God's love, which then may become the very measure and criterion of our life. We must never forget that in his teaching on the kingdom of God, our Lord Jesus Christ very honestly warned that those who refuse to repent will meet with eternal damnation. Thus, repentance implies a dynamic action in our life, for our very salvation depends on it. Recall the words of St. Augustine, who said, God redeemed us without us, but God will not save us without us. St. Paul alike, in his letters, constantly reminds us to work hard for our own salvation. So now we understand why repentance is not a singular act, but a dynamic aspect of our life of faith, which must guide us, particularly in Lent. Brethren, the word of God addressed to us today is so strikingly timely and pertinent to our contemporary reality. For we live in a post-modernist era when the very words repentance and conversion are rejected and ridiculed as outdated and offensive. The propaganda wants to convince us that everyone is free to do as he pleases and no one has the right to criticize or even to call upon another person to stop doing something wrong. Because in postmodernism, there is no right or wrong, and everyone has his own private truths and opinions and values. And so the very notion of repentance is rejected by political correctness as a violation of personal moral autonomy and an attack upon our supposedly unlimited freedom. Contemporary man has convinced himself that he no longer needs to fear God that he can save himself, that he will construct paradise here on earth. And what's happening now in our days is a reminder of how utopian such visions of contemporary man have been. Man has deviated so far from the right path of a relationship with God that he crossed the line of moral tragedy. 
worse than sin itself. Because paradoxically, as Bishop Fulton Sheen used to say, there is something worse than sin. It is the denial of sin. Look at the world around. People openly commit sins so horrible that one blushes with shame even hearing about it. Sins against the laws of nature. Sins against human nature. Sins against life. And yet people claim they have no sins. No need to fear God. To them, St. Paul addresses the warning in his letter to the Ephesians, because of such sins, the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience. And to our world today, to so many people who are on the wrong path in life, Christ calls in the gospel, repent. For blessed are they who hear the word of God and keep it. And this is why we want to hear the word of God in today's gospel, because it comes to us with a message of striking power and significance for our life of faith. We might say that what happens in the gospel is really tragic, for we witness a confrontation between Christ Jesus, who has just manifested God's merciful power by expelling demons from a suffering man, and the Pharisees, who seeing this miracle with their own eyes, accuse Jesus of being a devil. By the power of demons, you drive out demons. This is the tragedy that caused our Lord's heart to bleed, the hardness of men's heart that refuses to see God's works of love and mercy, accusing him of being the devil itself. What can be worse, more perverse in human soul than attributing evil to an all-loving God? This is blasphemy, generally meaning defiant irreverence. But our Lord in the Gospels further on will call this blasphemy against the Holy Spirit and pronounce a terrible judgment. Anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven either in this age or in the age to come. Such willful blindness and defiance to the works of the Holy Spirit, a deliberate perverseness of the soul that calls God evil, is an unpardonable sin. Not because God cannot pardon it, but because man ultimately rejects God's grace. Already in the Old Testament, in Isaiah, we find a warning against such sins. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We might say these are ultimate sins, for they turn reality upside down. It is defiance against the order of creation and against the Creator Himself. In fact, doing so, man creates for himself a fake reality in which he becomes God. Brethren, we are faced here with a tragedy called spiritual blindness. And it is tragic, for it is a self-inflicted disease of the mind and soul. Its essence is a deliberate distortion of reality in both physical and spiritual dimensions. Are we surprised? 
that the Pharisees seeing God's works called them satanic, that such educated religious experts would turn reality upside down. Today's gospel warns us that spiritual blindness is a common temptation to our human nature. That whenever we refuse to be humble before God, when we refuse to trust in God's love, we inevitably open ourselves to those wicked devils Jesus talks about who will move in on us and will be worse than before. Look what's happening in our society with our academic and legal elites who are engaged in an insane defiance of reality, a deliberate agenda to call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. This is blasphemy against God, sins against the Holy Spirit. When man rejects God-created order, calling it evil, and pretends to establish a new order of reality, calling it good. Male and female, God created them. But the Pharisees of today, our leftist elites, say, no, this is Beelzebub's work, for we create ourselves and choose from unlimited genders as we like. God gave us moral law, but the leftist elites declare it evil and a hindrance to man and his desire for pleasure, claiming a new reality where nothing is immoral or forbidden. Faith teaches that God, the Creator, cares for His creation. But the neo-Marxist blasphemers deny the Creator, claiming that we are the masters of the universe with the right to correct nature, to change our biologically determined identity, to control the climate, to decide who is to live and who is expendable. And this insanity of turning reality upside down, of horrendous social engineering, of defying God and nature, of overturning moral law, is now being imposed by judicial diktat, even on school children, on our youth, in colleges, and our whole society. This is precisely defiant irreverence that is blasphemy. It is a deliberate distortion of reality, which is the self-inflicted disease of spiritual blindness. This is precisely what the Pharisees were doing in the gospel, seeing our Lord manifesting the loving power of God and calling it the work of the devil. Brethren in Christ our Lord, on this third Sunday of Lent, a sacred time given to us for repentance and metanoia, a radical renewal of our hearts and minds, turning them to God and away from creatures. God's word comes to us with a message of awesome significance for our life of faith. It is the teaching on the unpardonable sin, the ultimate rejection of God's grace, when the soul deliberately becomes blind and distorts reality to the extent that even God cannot break through with his mercy. The danger of spiritual blindness is real, so widespread in our time when so many willfully reject God's love 
reject his creation and wisdom of his eternal law, refuse his gift of faith, and remain unrepentant, blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. And so it is good that we are here at God's altar, worshiping him in this holy sacrifice of the Mass of all time. For here we pray for the grace of strong faith and humility, of holding on to the truth, so that we may always see our Lord working in our lives and working in the world around us, so that we may rejoice with gratitude, trusting that the kingdom of God has come upon us, as Jesus says, and that we are safe no matter what happens. We trust that we are safe in God's care. May God bless you. Amen.